Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we do um, creative. <laughs> Hello and welcome to World. I'm going to leave that in too. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we talk about creative world building and writing. I'm Jordan and Cody's with me and judging me hard. <laughs> it's been three years and somehow you still cannot enjoy our show without being Hello and welcome to it. World Shop, the podcast where we do creative writing and world building. I'm Jordan. Have you considered writing that down? I have never once written like it down. On a sticky I have literally note? never written it down. <laughs> I don't even there was like the one time when we were gone for the hiatus and I'm like, how do I start this show? It's like, what do I say to you? <laughs> I'm Cody. Hi. Okay. Jordan, what have you been doing? No, we're not you? doing it again. We we put this <laughs> in here so we didn't have to do this twice. Um, okay, Cody. So we may or may not have had a bonus episode. Screw it. Roll the so, dice, Cody. Jordan. We're going to roll the dice to do our stories, and then we can read. Oh, you're going first. There's no way you're not. Okay. Well, I rolled it. I rolled right down the middle. I rolled ten. a two. All right. I, I am going first. Yeah. Yeah. No. Three. I think this is three weeks in a row. Uh, yeah. It's because I'm the best at and rolling dice. You can't be good at rolling dice. Like, everybody who thinks that they are somehow. needs to just go and just punch themselves directly in the nose until it bleeds. I know that you're saying that, yet somehow I am, in fact, just the best at rolling dice ever. Um, Jordan, what kind of music should I listen to? Um, What are you feeling? I think you're feeling acid jazz. You know what? (laughs) Let me tell you something, Jordan. Acid jazz is good. Acid jazz is fantastic. I I love it. That wasn't a joke, Cody. (laughs) No, it's really good. I wasn't joking. Acid jazz is great. Oh man, I'm listening to some acid jazz right now, and it is actually perfect. Okay, so good call from Jordan. All right, here we go. I'm a little bit nervous about this because there's a lot of talking, and uh, but anyways, we'll see, we'll see. I, I think I like this chapter, but we'll wait for the reviews to come in until after I'm done. So, to fill everyone in about where we are, Liv and Leonard both had their going back in their memories. Uh, they left. Liv was upset. She was offered a chance to go back to her hell from a demon. She turned it down because Leonard shot the demon head a bunch. We're picking up. I, I love right? that. She turned it down because now? the demon got shot a lot. <laughs> a lot. More than once. A few yeah, times. like three or four times. <laughs> it was odd how familiar the truck was getting. It had an odor and a texture. It really was just kind of a sensory exper- experience. It smelled like breath mints and oil. The seats used to be some kind of... Okay, yeah. The seats used to be some kind of tweed or something, but it tur- but time had turned them fuzzy and soft. Although it was accompanied by the smell of dust, uh, although it was a s- sorry, although it was accompanied by the smell uh, of dusty burning, the heater felt amazing and did its job well. Leonard seemed like he was practically a part of the seats as we drove back to town. He seemed so comfortable and at ease. It was weird. How a few moments ago he had shot a demon. I gotta say, you seem to be taking this all pretty well. Huh? Oh, yeah, the snow's bad, but you shall get used to it. You just gotta not grab the brakes, even if you start to slide. It's just about not panicking in the snow. What? What? What the hell are you talking about? The the snow. I'm, I'm comfortable driving in the snow. God, you're a weirdo. By any standard here, I am not a weirdo. No, Leonard, I meant you are... Leonard, a few moments ago, you shot a demon in the head and you're acting like nothing happened. 
Aw, shoot. That was not anything to make a big fuss over. He was just behaving bad. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you just love shooting demons, Leonard. When they're after a person that lives here, yes. You are such a weirdo, old-timer. Aw, Liv, I'm hurt. So, anyways, what's the plan now, sharpshooter? Gonna get a posse together and circle the wagons or something? Mmm... We don't have wagons, and the only posse I can really get is Nick. Nick is a freak. (laughs) He's a freak, Leonard? Have you seen the tattoos? Sure, but doesn't that seem a bit close-minded here, Leonard? He's helpful, and it's not like he's a gorgon or something. He isn't that bad. He was nice enough to me, and he did kind of keep us safe. Leonard snorted. He has... motives, you know... I almost choked as I looked at Leonard's face, turning slightly red. Motives? Jesus, Leonard, you're way too old to be a prude. I'm just saying, he comes across all smiles and friendly, but he is a creep. He's just good at hiding it. I like monsters that are upfront about what they are. And if you think his pyromancy came from nowhere, you would be a fool. Oh, Leonard, you sound like you have some gossip. I'm not saying one thing. It is his business. I'm just saying be careful around him. Oh, would you care to chaperone us on our next date, Leonard? You really have to be a taint in my neck. You could. Just say thanks for once. Maybe accept, then I have your best interest at heart. Or maybe get it through your thick skull, then I'm not your enemy. I'm just trying to make sure you either don't get hurt or don't hurt yourself. I just stared at Leonard's red face. He was clearly annoyed, and it was getting to him, that I just couldn't stop being a pain. I started laughing, and then Leonard started chuckling. You really drew a short straw with me, huh? Eh, it's okay, I'm used to getting short straws. We rode on in silence. The day grew dark and foggy. And then the smell hit my nose. It was not fog. Why would it be foggy? It was well below freezing. It was fire. Leonard. Yeah, I smell it too. Leonard, it's fire. Leonard stomped on the gas, the little truck's engine whined, and we slipped and slid through the snow. The fog, or the smoke, around us was getting thicker and thicker. I reached up and grabbed the strap on the roof of the truck. He was flying down obscure roads. It was not fast enough, but it was also way too fast. A few times, the back end slid out into grass on the sides of the road. Green kicked up against the windshield. But Leonard didn't let up. At some points, we were more off-roading than we were really driving, but he didn't seem to care. It was tense. He was tense, leaning forward in his seat. Leonard, you have got to slow down. We are going to get ourselves killed. Calm down, Liv. It's fine. Oh, great. That's great. I'm the voice of reason now. The town is on fire. Yeah, well, we can't help if we're dead. I shot a demon like 20 minutes ago. I don't think snow is going to be what kills me. We could see it now, the orange glow of the town burning. Leonard stomped even further down on the gas, and the truck roared as the town inched closer. It was probably only moments, but it felt like years. We were crawling. I felt sick. Anyone that was dead was my fault. I could have left, and all of this could have been avoided. I could see the dead bodies in my mind's eye. All the people that I had met that had helped me, likely dead. It wasn't right. Leonard didn't realize how bad this was going to get. Bang! Something was grinding on the ground, and the truck sounded like it was coming apart. I could smell burning metal and plastic and oil. I could smell houses melting and families dying inside of them. Leonard, the truck is falling apart! Shh! 
That's just the exhaust. The darn stoned out kid Ty that runs the auto shop is going to get an earful. Leonard, what if he didn't make it? Liv, Ty happens to be the worst mechanic in Bolivia, and I'm also quite sure is a hive of spiders. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Leonard slammed on the brakes, sliding his truck to a stop next to a mountain of fire. It was a pile of bodies burning. I leapt from the seat just in time to see a figure tossing another body onto the flames. I was already assembling my slug gun, hands deadly still, as I was just about to snap the gun up to shoot, when the figure, silhouetted by fire, turned to look at the rattling, groaning truck. He waved his hand above his head and started walking towards us. Liv! Leonard! It's good! God, where have you been? We've had an entire attack! Nick, is that you?! The figure walked forward and I saw that in fact it was Nick. Shirtless, his long hair tied back, tattoos covered every inch of his body. My brain skipped as I was confused and just stared. Then I looked at the pile of bodies. They were animals, shot through with metal, all in a pile burning. Relief washed over me. I could feel tears welling up behind my eyes and I rushed up to Nick, throwing my arms around his neck. He hunched slightly and hugged me back. I could feel... His burning I could feel the burning warmth of his skin, but also my hand pulled away wet, slicked with blood. He hissed and sank to the ground. What, are you hurt? Only a little, just a scratch and maybe a bruised rib, and I think I might have broken my nose. Leonard came down and hunched down, looked, looked at Nick, the bloody cuts on his back, and his slightly damaged face. He snorted. Did you have to make such a mess, Nick? Oh, come on, Leonard, you were off playing in your dreams, and I decided to use my discretion and send a message. You're welcome, by the way. Leonard, can you just try to be nice for once? Never. How's everyone else? Nick grew a little bit more seriously. Well, it's not great, but it's also not as bad. I think everyone's alive. Luckily, the first person the base jumped was Georgia and her sister. Leonard hissed. So, yeah, that didn't go well for anyone. By the time I got here, she had already... mm, She was already growing extra limbs and had commandeered Old Red's nearly totaled Saturn as a club. Oh, Jesus, he wasn't in the car, was he? Well, he eventually got out. (laughs) I sent him to Rachel's as well as some other folk that looked beat up. I think some of them had broken bones, but none of them was dead yet. So how did you end up setting the town on fire? Well, I figured I'd hem them in with fire... And let Georgia have a fun. That worked good till she got walloped in the head. She goes down like a bunch of bricks and then I had to clean up what was left. At least a handful of them things did run down the road towards the clinic, but I think... Bruce, huh? You think a dog could fight more than one of those? Bruce is not yes! a dog. He is definitely not a dog. Yes, we're getting it! What is he? Well, then what the hell is he? They both, both men just shrugged. Oh, oh, sorry. Screw I you, looked Cody. at both men. They just shrugged. <laughs> Nick struggled to his feet, and I pulled his arm around me. We started walking down the main street toward the clinic. It was laborious. It was laborious, slugging through the slogging through the snow toward the clinic. As we got closer, it started to look like a war zone. There was a car flipped on its side, smoking as oil dripped on hot exhaust. Smashed and bloody pieces of goat were scattered all over the ground. It looked like a bomb had gone off. There were snapped telephone poles and smashed windows. It made the fire in the, center of the, in the center of the town look almost orderly. As we approached the clinic, I could see Rachel out front. She was hunched in a sweater, sipping coffee and looking haggard. Leonard, you better get in there. There's about, it's about to come to blows. 
We got a room of people that need to be... No, sorry. We're out of room, so I'll just bandage Nick up out here. The door swung open and Leonard walked in. There was an assault of sounds as everyone inside was yelling at each other. He just sighed and walked in. So you pissed someone off, didn't you? What? No. Oh, come on. I'm not mad. Whoever sent these things deserved to be pissed off. It's okay to be mean sometimes. No, I'm serious. It wasn't me. The guy, well, okay, the guy was from my hell, and he did come back for me, but I was gonna go with him. What? Why would you do that? I would miss your demonic good looks. Shut up, Nick, and live. You are an idiot. Oh, don't start on me. Leonard already told me off. I just wanted to avoid this. Well, I don't. I gotta have a reason to play with fire, you know? You get hurt enough without help, but live seriously, you can't help you're a demon, and I believe- and believe me, that's not nearly bad enough to get you kicked out. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, Leonard shot the guy in the head trying to drag me back to hell. Several times, in fact, so I'm guessing that's why we were attacked. Oh, you know, Leonard, always the hothead. Nick, I have seen your head on fire. Nick relaxed back while Rachel cleaned, his ba cleaned and bandaged his wounds. I looked around and saw a pretty large tree snapped in, ha snapped in half, massive paw prints in the snow, claw marks tore through metal, and there was an odd smell of something like battery acid. Then my eyes fell on Bruce. Granted, a large but pretty normal-looking dog casually chewing on the metal leg of a goat monster. Hey, hey, Rachel. Yeah, hon. What is yes, Bruce? Yes, tell me! Mm. Well, he's not a dog. And that is the end of I my knew chapter. It. As soon as you did, like, teased it twice, I knew you were going to do that to me. He's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, you know what Bruce is? Nothing. I'm not telling you. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> he's not a dog. He's not a dog. But, okay, Cody, you did it again where, like, I'm just in trance the whole time. But you also did the thing that, like, we just talked about on either the bonus episode or on this episode where, like... You have serious moments, but you also include a lot of good humor in there. Like, I, the times when I laughed out loud were, like, legitimately, like, this is very funny. <laughs> it's just, like... A stoner that's actually just a colony <laughs> yeah, of spiders. Yeah, yeah, like, I think he might actually be a colony of spiders. It was, like, very, very... It's like, what does that have to do with anything? It's, like... <laughs> I, also, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> how can he smoke weed if he's just spiders? I just like, a couple of spiders on, like, the end of a joint, just, like... And you see, like... Like little puffs of smoke, like exhaling from like fifty thousand spiders. <laughs> like little smoke. Yeah, he like holds it up and breathes in, and all the smoke just like pours <laughs> down like his body. Slowly going and down, just puffs out. Like I don't know. He's like always wearing sunglasses, you know, and like yeah, yeah, he has a very, 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 like, on, like, like, like a hat, so you can't see his whole face. It's like what? What are you? I'm just a man. It's like no, you aren't. <laughs> I'm a man. Is <laughs> a Vincent adult man? <laughs> Well, and then as soon as I started writing about Bruce, I'm like, this is going to be great. Like, you're just, like, leading up to this just, like, demolished thing, and then you just see, like, the dog chewing on, like, a metal leg. Like, I, I again... What's up with that dog? <laughs> I don't know, just a dog. I don't know. I, I, I love everything you've done with this story so far. How much longer do you got? Because I think I calculated another five, I think, for me. So, two, so this week, two episodes for next week. Probably one and two. Yeah, probably either five. I straight up have no idea okay. how much longer it's I fine. have. We'll figure it out. And I can just do short. I would say I think more than five. If you're longer than me, then I'll just ten. do short stories until we're done. 
Yeah. Because right, I have a bunch of short right. story I've, ideas. I've, like, I have some real sad ones, and I love sad stories. Um, yeah. <sighs> anyways, but yeah, not. You know what my challenge is for you, Jordan? I want you to write something that matches the tone of everything, everywhere, all at once. That's that's impossible. That's impossible for time. me to be that good. Optimistic. One that believes in the potential for human love. That's not how I fight. I fight with con- <laughs> with kindness. That's that, what I. Well, that, that's, that's, that's my. Go back, for watch you. that monologue where he talks about him fighting with con- uh, kindness, and it's just. Honestly, one of the most heartfelt things I've seen in a movie in a very long time. That that yeah, dude no, I totally is a great actor. We can't. You know keep that dude, talking that's the same this. guy who played um short round and also um yeah yeah he's for like and he didn't act all right. Well, I'm gonna act in anything for a long time because he was always going like um portrayed as like the stereotypical. Yeah, he kept getting typecast as like and then they put him in this movie. He, he yeah, killed it. What what I thought really worked for him. I know we're just going back to talking about this movie. What I thought really worked about him is that. And this is not an insult. It is an observation. He did not come across as someone who's like been acting in a ton of movies. He came across like not amateurish, but he was supposed to seem like a normal yes. guy. And he seemed very he normal guy. So well, really well. But he you believed everything he was yes. saying. Like he was instantly believable as this just kind Wayman. of like Wayman was his name. Kind, that was his name. meek person who's just been kicked <laughs> yeah, down but a then lot he always you know? responds in kindness he never never once in the movie does he respond in anger it's great and I yeah love, like yeah. never once in that entire movie does he respond anyways we can't talk it's such a good movie um we'll just yeah keep but going. i have yeah, no I notes for you cody because i think you did a great job with this one i got no notes uh, i thought i really enjoyed yeah, this chapter, I, I got actually, no notes like on this one it was great you kept my interest and I think you added a couple more. Um, you added some more descriptions than you usually do, and I think it was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's where I needed to space it out because I wanted that drive up to the town to be kind of tense, where you're like, "Oh shoot, the yeah. town's been hurt oh, bad." Oh, the cyber dragon like, did actually come. <laughs> kinda, but not what no, you no, think. No, no, no. It's just Nick. Because it is kind of like kicking a hornet's yeah. nest, right? And these are not all normal things that you're gonna be fighting. You yeah, know? yeah. No, and I, I, I really, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I am glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I really like your story. I don't know. I read through my story earlier, and it's rocky. You can tell I was getting to the end of writing this because it's it's rocky. Um, oh, really? So anyways, yeah, this chapter is just really long, and I don't think it's the rest of the story, but I think this like the, the end of this chapter is like I just wanted to be done with it. Um, so it's a little yeah. rocky. Um, so where I left off last is that Nate and Danny were trying to find out what this black – um, wolf creature was this black goo wolf creature and they found the trail of like this black goo leading back to um a grave site discovered that the grave site was actually an animal cemetery and the sentient goo basically um combined with the bones and like the memories and the dirt and created this monster that remembers um you know when it was a bunch of different pets from a bunch of different people and was trying this whole time it's just been trying to um find its owners who were actually kicked out of this land because of the tech industrial companies that moved in in that area so they're now headed towards the industrial sector which is literally the last line that i left off on i'll repeat that line but yeah they're gonna find out what nonsense has been going on um okay anyways you ready Yep, okay. I'm ready. Al, I'm just going to reread the last sentence from last week, just because this is the same chapter. Um, but yeah, this is chapter 19, No Rest for the Dead. 
As ready as I'll ever be, I said, and started walking alongside them, following the black liquid towards the industrial sector. The moon glistened over the dark liquid. I kept the light on our path as we followed the flowing liquid quietly and carefully. I glanced at the sensor every now and then to watch out for the creature. It was closer, but still not close enough to give us trouble. It probably went to sleep in one of the familiar homes that it had discovered. I could only guess at what it was doing, but as long as it kept its distance, I wasn't going to worry much. I noticed the footprints made it out here, though there were only seemed to be one or two sets. It wasn't the same density as before. That solidified my thinking of the creature looking for its perceived owners. As we followed the stream of black liquid, the neck of the stream grew wider. It had pulled up back at the graveyard because the ground was sunken down like a bowl. But here, the increase in width of the stream seemed to be because of the volume of the flow from wherever it originated. I realize I am talking like an engineer in this part. <laughs> I am absolutely <laughs> talking like an engineer, which the character technically is, but, but I'm just talking like myself. Crap. We kept walking until finally our path was impeded by a tall chain link fence with razor wire spiraled across the top. This made me think that whatever was back there, the industrial companies knew about and wanted to keep a secret. Luckily enough, our monster had been back here too. The fence was torn a little ways from where the black stream entered and pushed away where the creature clearly forced it its way through. The hole in the fence was big enough for both Nate and I to push through if we held the fence open. Absolutely no one is surprised that this stuff leads back to the industrial sector. Honestly, we should have started here, Nate said in a bitter, sarcastic tone. Ugh, we were being thorough for Eli, I replied dully. Yeah, now it's up to us to find out which one of these bastards is up to no good. Hell, maybe it's all of them, they said, grabbing the chain link fence and pulling it open more. Dry black goo broke off the fence as it cracked as it creaked open. Should I turn off the flashlight? We'll be a dead giveaway if they see this thing amongst the night sky, I said concerned. Nope, let them know we're coming, Nate said in an angry voice. But we are trespassing. They will have every right to arrest us. I was worried we would botch this whole mission if we were caught here. I didn't want to end up upsetting Eli again. I didn't need to have him and Nate butting heads again today. We might be trespassing, but what they are doing here is highly illegal. Negligently, dumping toxic waste into the environment is much worse. That's not going to fly if it gets out to the public. I want them to know what we know, and we are coming for them. Nate was bitter and angry. It made sense. Something here had created our monster. Something here potentially could have killed Jane and us. If we don't stop it, many others will be in danger. Weird change of tense there. Oops. Wow, you became pretty vindictive all of a sudden, I said back. When have you known me not to be vindictive? Nate laughed. Literally never. I knew Nate was the passionate type. I knew they weren't going to sit back and watch the company hurt others. Still, I didn't think running in and announcing our presence was the best idea. Nate was right, though. They were the ones in the wrong. This was part of our job, finding exactly where the source was so we could stop it. We knew it was there, but if we came the next day, the tech companies could lock us out and deny everything. The cleanup of that liquid was eventually going to be Eli's job, so he wouldn't have to worry about it in the long run. You coming, or am I just going to stand here holding this fence open for you all night? Nate asked, slightly annoyed. I complied and crossed through the opening of the fence. We moved back towards the man-made lake and down a hill. 
I began to see the buildings of the tech industries that owned this area. They were so brightly lit even this late at night. They clearly had enough shifts and people to run for a full 24 hours. These companies helped the economy and helped employ people both in and around Westonville. For such a place that helps so many people, it was clear that some of these companies only cared about making money. Wherever money exists, corruption and cut corners closely follow. It looked like Biotech owned most of the area around the lake. The company could easily block the view from the chemical dumping, but despite that, it was still such a public problem that a lot of people had to know about this and kept quiet. Then I noticed something. Why is this stuff going up the hill while we are going down? I whispered to Nate, as if whispering would keep anyone from noticing us. That's odd, isn't it? It's probably because even if it isn't fully aware, this stuff is alive. It's probably moving and stretching out as a reflex, moving towards something that it can absorb. Stretching up into the forest probably seems like the best option, Nate said. I don't know if I'm just pulling this out of thin air, but it seems pretty reasonable. We really need to find the source so the science division can kill it, I said with a moan. Soon, Danny, soon. Finally, after all of our walking, we made it to the bank of the lake, right across from the industrial buildings. The reflection of the moon shone across the lake. In this light, you could see the swirling black liquid against the rest of the water. I traced the path of the black liquid to one of the buildings. The building had an illuminated sign on the back that showed the word biotech in glowing white and green letters. It made sense that the pharmaceutical and biomedical company was the one behind the contamination. Nate was right. We should have started here. Part of me felt dumb for our little journey over the day. We should have known. Alistair told me when I first started that Westonville was full of anomalous energy, and that's why the anomalies occurred so frequently in the area. We would see creatures and artifacts throughout Westonville all the time. Our first instinct was to search the area, but our creature was created through chemicals that were man-made. The anomalous energy helped hide that our source was biotech. I wanted to get a sample and get out of this place. Knowing that a company so willingly contaminated the land made me sick. There was always tomorrow to go hunt the monster. It wasn't a fight I wanted to start tonight. We were too focused to notice that we weren't the only ones out at the lake. I almost jumped through my skin when I heard the shaky voice of a man call out from behind us. Stop right there! Turn around slowly and put your hands up! Nate and I whipped around without a second thought to face the voice. Nate raised the shotgun and aimed at the man, and I shined my flashlight on him. In front of us stood an older man with tufts of gray and brown hair jutting out of a dark-colored baseball cap. He was about average height and medium build and wore a blue jean jacket over a dark shirt. His face was littered with stubble, and his eyes looked desperate. Despite him standing only a few feet away, it, ha it was hard to make out too many details with only the moon and the flashlight. The one thing I could see plain as day was that he was holding a silver revolver in both of his hands and pointing it at us. His nervousness showed through his shaking hands and unsure grip, but he held the gun in our direction with his finger on the trigger. I wanted to turn and run, but I knew if I did, I would end up with a bullet in my back. Put, put your weapon on the ground and step away, the man said shakily. Nate and I made a side glance at each other and said, What? No! In unison. Our defiance made the man even more nervous. I could see him shudder. Please put down your weapon and step back. I don't want to have to shoot you two. It sounded as if the man was going to have a panic attack if we didn't make a decision one way or the other. Nate raised their gun to their shoulder and took a commanding step forward. The man reactively took a step back. 
You're outmanned and outgunned. Even if you do shoot me, there is no way you will be able to drop me without me pulling the trigger. And quite frankly, I never miss. I nodded to confirm Nate's uncanny aim. Look at this thing. It could tear apart an elephant. You think you want to try getting shot by this? Then what? You probably have a wife and maybe a kid waiting for you at home. Do you want them to wake up alone tomorrow? Nate said harshly. Their voice was deadly serious. I couldn't tell if Nate was bluffing or not. The gun had explosive rounds. One shot would turn this into a bloodbath. Self-defense or not, I did not want Nate to kill this man. I'm doing my job. I was just supposed to patrol the area, make sure no one got in. Please, drop your weapon, the man said desperately. I was surprised he hadn't already dropped his gun because of his shaking hands. Nate wasn't having any of this and stood there strong like a statue. Didn't even budge an inch. Better idea. You drop your weapon and tell us what the hell is going on back here, Nate said through gritted teeth. Please, no. Just leave then. I don't know what they'll do to me if they find out anyone was back here. I believe the man. Why else would anyone keep quiet about the black liquid unless they were being threatened? It's not like everyone who worked here could be an evil corporate overlord. The employees here were probably threatened, lied to, or paid to keep quiet. I will worry about the more present danger in front of you. I am not leaving until we find out what is going on here, so put down your weapon and start talking, Nate yelled. I just work here, please. I didn't mean for this to happen. I... The man managed to mutter through tearful eyes before Nate cut him off. Put the gun down now, Nate yelled again, emphasizing every word. The man didn't say a word this time. He stood there quietly shaking. I could tell he was thinking hard about this decision. On one hand, he faced danger from his employers, but on the other hand, he had a high-powered shotgun being waved in his face by a possibly deranged forest wanderer. We were stuck in a dead standstill. All I could do was stand silently and hope Nate defuse the situation without violence. It seemed like hours passed as the three of us standing there, waiting for one or the other to make a move. Finally, the man dropped his arms and pointed the gun at the ground. He was breathing heavily, but eventually found the strength to stuff his pistol into his holster. Nate took. Uh, Nate also took their gun. Nate also took their gun off the man. Mm. Nate also took their gun off the man and pointed it at the ground near his feet. It was a move of good faith, but they clearly didn't trust the man. Who are you two? The man said quietly, sounding out of breath. We are CIA. We came out. We are CIA. We came out here because of reports of strange occurrences in the woods back here. Nate's lies worked in these situations. If we were lucky, the man wouldn't ask for a badge. So, so you know about that thing out there, the man said cautiously. Yeah, we've run into it stomping around. I'm guessing you know where it comes from, I said gently. I wanted the man to know that he had nothing to fear from us. Biotech, the man said barely above a whisper and then cleared his throat to speak a little bit louder. Biotech bought out the area around this lake a while back, so now they own this lake and part of the industrial park. All the other companies are scattered around the place, he said, waving to the area behind Biotech. They like to keep this lake secret from everyone outside of the company because of the dumping. It's, it used to be a place for family picnics and fishing. The whole place was full of the things. And what about you? What are you doing here? I can only assume you are the type to try to keep biotech secrets, Nate said, a little bit gentler than the demanding tone from before, which I definitely didn't do. <laughs> they hired me as a security guard, 
told me I was supposed to keep Biotech's secrets from both the inside and the outside. I did what they asked, even if it meant using force at times. The man didn't seem proud of what he had done. So you even roughed up some of the Biotech employees, huh? I asked. No, no. I tried not to hurt anyone. I would scare them a little bit, show them that the higher-ups were serious. They wanted to make sure everyone kept their mouths shut, so I made sure that they did. I would slit tires, leave threatening notes, confront people in front of their children, all of those types of things you see in movies. They paid well, didn't care how I got things done, so I was happy. I just, uh, I just wanted to provide for my family. Is that why you are so scared of them? Because you know what they can do? I asked. I'm the least of the violent force they use to keep the people under control. I know the things they are capable of, he replied, his voice shaking again. You're an enforcer. I get it. I don't really care about all of that. Tell us the important part. Where did this black slime come from? Nate said harshly. The man paused and looked down. I could tell he really didn't want to be telling us any of this, but he probably felt like he had to since things had gotten so out of hand. I was a friend I was friends with a couple of those eggheads and around the start of their new project they started talking more before all those internal tech conferences going to do that again I was friends with a couple of the eggheads and around the top yeah Cody why am I so bad at writing Look reading what you've written is oh is the I worst. just kicked the cat directly in the throat. I am so sorry, my foot slipped. <laughs> I was friends with a couple of those eggheads, and around the start of their new project, they started talking more before all of those internal tech conferences. They told me they were trying to create ways for the human body to recover dead cells and the like. They started working this new chemical into all types of projects like anti-aging cream and a drug that was supposed to help people with nerve damage. It started out alright, but then they were testing products on animals. They told me Hmm. It started out alright. I also put this in the worst color font that it's hard to read. It started out alright, but then when they were testing the products on animals, they told me that all of the animals got weird black growths and died. It was a horror show. The man's tone was dark. He had to have known all of it was wrong from the beginning, but said nothing. <laughs> Add illegal animal testing to the long list of issues inside of biotech, Nate said. That's when they started dumping the chemicals, wasn't it? They probably knew if anyone leaked this to the public, it would be a shit show, I said. The higher-ups wanted to bury the project. No one could know it was a failure. That's when things got complicated. First, the water in the lake started turning black. Then all the fish died and came to the surface. They were covered in that black stuff. It looked like spikes and tumors and the such. I was tasked with fishing them out of the lake with my net. Then that's when they had me shut down access to the lake. No one was allowed back here and no one was allowed to speak of what was happening. They said things they said the things happening back there were under control and they had a permit. They even went as far to fake a government inspection and forge documents saying everything was clear. It was lies, all lies. They had me they had me hurt a lot of people, even my friends. The man paused. It sounded like he was starting to cry. I never wanted things to get this bad. If I thought for a second I wouldn't be hurt, I would have left. That's when the beast appeared. It tore through the fence earlier today, and I knew things were only going to get worse. Things are probably as bad as they can get right now. A kid got attacked by that thing yesterday. Luckily, she only received a few minor injuries and will be alright. But imagine if you kept shutting everyone's mouth. Things would have only kept 
going down this path until the whole town was consumed by that slime, Nate said in a cold, dark tone. I never wanted things to get this out of hand. You have to believe me. I would have gone to the authorities earlier if I knew things would be okay, he pleaded. Too little, too late. It's okay, we will get all this fixed. We'll have a team shut this shut down this operation tomorrow. They'll clean up the lake and everything else, and then the two of us will have to kill that monster that's running the woods. While we do that, your job, on the other hand, is to keep your mouth shut when you go back to biotech. I can tell you are good at keeping quiet since you haven't said anything till now. If they ask, tell them you caught some teens wandering back in the woods and told them to go home. We can't let them know we are coming for them, Nate said authoritatively. I can I can do that, the man said to feed it, ignoring Nate's barbs. You never saw us here, okay? Everything is going to turn out all right, I said, trying to ease his mind. Could you please put in a good word for me with your higher-ups? Tell them that I tried to do the right thing in the end. He was choked up again. He took off his hat and held it to his heart. Please, I only want things to be safe for my wife and kid. I don't know about that, but I can certainly try, Nate said gently. What's your name? Stan. My name is Stanley Carter, he said back. Okay then, Stan. You know what you have to do. Go back and wait for us to handle things. Everything will be okay, Nate said, still using a gentle tone. Stan nodded his head and began to walk away, hat still in hand. We watched him disappear into the night, and Nate turned to head back towards the fence. I followed, not wanting to stay in the area for too long. This day had gone... This day had been going on way too long, and I wanted to lie in my bed and never wake up. Whew! Nate almost yelled, letting out a deep gasp. I was so scared I was going to have to shoot that guy. Thank God things didn't get messy. I was relieved. I was hoping Nate wasn't too deep in the job that they shot someone. It was good to know that they were never planning to do so, but rather they had bluffed their way into a victory. I realized that their yelling and aggression was their their way to cover up the nervousness. Man, you love when you see typos and use the wrong spelling of a word because homonyms exist. I mean, yeah, I skip right over those because I read this out yeah, loud, no, so who I, cares? I just, look, man. You had me scared back there, but glad you had it all under control, I said, some of the tension finally leaving. I was beginning to feel more comfortable after being so highly strung all day. We did good tonight. We need to report back and wait for Eli and the other teams to do their jobs. Nate said to me with a tired thumbs up. I honestly want this day to be over. I'm dying over here, I said back. I was exhausted. It felt like 100 years had passed since I had broken my arm. Don't worry, Danny. I think this long day is finally over. And that is finally the end of that way too long chapter. I don't know that I thought that chapter was way too long. It was definitely kind of an exposition dump, but you have to do that oh, somehow, you know? Oh, the next chapter, know? the first part of his exposition dump, because like, I just want to get to the fight, so there's no dialogue. Just me telling what happens in the meantime. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy that next week. I'm splitting it into two parts, so e. <laughs> I'm trying to think, because like, it's not that I even thought like what happened within the. Because I think uh, this is one where like I might have some notes, like not in a horrible way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was interesting. Like what's happening but is interesting. I think that's fine. Which doesn't, it needs to be, but it is a, like a lot of exposition at once. <laughs> but well, and I guess like the reason I would bring this up is like you said, you've thought about, you know, publishing this mm -hmm. in a story. I almost wonder if like divvying that up a little bit into more investigation on their part and like scrounging through yeah. documents or, 
talking to more than one person, like maybe broken up with like needing to sneak or something like that yeah. might be better. Um, just because I think everything that you laid out was good. I just don't know. You know what I mean? It's just it is kind of like a here's everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the way I think of it now after reading it out loud and like getting your feedback, I think of it as like a dungeon in Final Fantasy where everything's a straight path and so everything happens in a straight line and there's not very much differentiation outside of that. They go on a walk and they discover exactly what they need. Well, and that's like a tricky thing because that's kind of the nature of writing a story is that, you know, you can't, you don't usually write your characters into a dead end. Yeah, you um, <laughs> but yeah, as then sometimes it can come across as I walked forward and then the yeah, story like happened in surprise, front of the me. the story happened right there. Yeah, I know. I, I that definitely... Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the content. I definitely need to change it. Yeah, maybe I think maybe on that one make make that guy like a little bit yeah, more yeah, ignorant. Yeah, not just like like I don't know, man. I just got a paycheck and cut tires. That's yeah, all yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to read. You know what? Things are getting way too weird right now. There's slime and stuff. Just whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of yeah. here. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, I think I'll I'll change that up. Thanks for thanks for the feedback though. Um, I mean, look. Yeah, because I think that what what you everything that was said it's like oh you know obviously this would require misogyny but it's basically like cut out parts of that and just paste it in yeah. later discovered in other yeah, yeah, ways yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree so when i like, actually go through and like like do like the content editing because i just i mean not too well but i just did like grammar editing and stuff like ed content editing that's going right to be the thing because like yeah it, content wise it's a little it's a little rocky right there and, and like, like you said, yeah. you can kind of tell that I was like, I was just like kind of done with this chapter, just like wanting to wrap it up. Well, it gets, it is, you know, it's a tricky thing of figuring out when to kind of drop the shoe or whatever is it's hard to do that slowly over time where you just give little pieces. Cause I think something that I do is I'll hint and hint and hint and hint and hint. And then you hit a point where you're like, shoot, I should have hinted a lot more, a lot earlier. <laughs> You know, because then you get to where it's like your story is kind of like flat and so then suddenly spike. spikes. And yeah, drops that's why down, I'm kind know? of worried about Whereas, the next chapter. Because like I said, you know, I wanted to get to like the final like confrontation. But like I felt like there was enough to still talk about exposition wise that like it takes me a bit to get there. And like so the next chapter is the I next chapter is like can... one, two, three, four, five pages of exposition before we get to the first line of dialogue yeah that's a lot i think that you can leave more to like i think you can let people assume more too i think again again it, this isn't necessarily bad because what you're explaining isn't bad but i think you can li leave more unsaid probably yeah, i think, than I think i'm do. gonna go you know what i mean because well it's not really exposit but there is like a moment where he has like kind of an internal dialogue thing of like oh going through all the issues up till now that have been like swirling inside yeah, and, and I think then, that's like, fine. That makes yeah, sense think, to have. Yeah, I think I'll just edit out the like, well, not edit out, but like, change the way that the second part of like, oh, hey, they talk to the science department again. I'll I'll change around how it is because it is just like, here's the whole project laid out, and here's what they're going to use against this thing. And I think I'll yeah. just like, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna do some editing before next week. 
But yeah, no, thanks for the feedback. That, that means a lot. I mean, it's good to hear more than just like everything's perfect. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, I think even you said you felt like this one was a little rough and it's like, well, it's like, again, it's like not bad, but I can, I can see what you're getting at that. Like, yeah, it is. It's, it's difficult to, f- I struggle with that, like figuring out how to get needed information across in a non-boring way, which I guess is like, there's a reason why authors are better than yeah, me. Right. You know, it's probably because they can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, this is this is great, dude. This is good. Um, I guess in the long run, Cody, uh, is there anything else that we need to go over before we end the episode? You can find me on Twitch. I was about to say, Cody, with your plugs, <laughs> but you could, like, go screw right off. Wandering underscore gamer on Twitch, where you can see Caitlin kill our entire <laughs> party mercilessly with her, in- with her inept ability to play <laughs> What's her ineptitude? Uh, Wilderman. Um, Okay, Cody, yeah. like again, I'm going to plug your stream, even though you just said I do like hanging out on your streams quite a bit because they, they are fun. Like, I'll pop in. And I, you did, I will say you did respond to me rather quickly, but your mic wasn't working, so I didn't hear it. My but, mic but yeah, was messed I, up. I did, yeah. like, yeah, but it was, was five then. minutes yeah. like of that, but you didn't notice. <laughs> it's like, I just like, okay, Cody, timer starts. Let's go. <laughs> Well, because I, like, immediately responded, and then you didn't talk back, and then that's when I was like, oh, oh Caitlin, he- I'm going to turn on the stream audio, and I was like, so oh, yeah, I'm way too quiet. immediately <laughs> left, or <laughs> there's something wrong, but then I was there. I just, like, you just yeah. didn't say anything. I was like, okay, well, I don't give a crap, man. <laughs> it's like, that one's weird, because I was recording yeah, remotely. Yeah, I, I, I was, was going to ask, room, like, were you, were you out, um, yeah. working out on the field, but... Yeah, I, I yeah, was but, I was traveling. But I do forward, so I, I like your streams. I like the game like you play games that I don't really see played on Twitch. So like that's all Yeah, which is a great well, way to not I mean, get that's viewers, one but thing, yeah. but it's also for me it's refreshing <laughs> because like I see a lot of the same stuff. I'm like I it's like once you see a game played through by another person once, like you don't need to watch every stream of it. Like, yeah, like, like yeah, I didn't I, agree. I don't need to watch the quarry anymore because I've already seen a streamer and a half do it. So, sorry, a streaming group. I will give them credit instant replay. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like, I like your streams. I like that you don't just always play the same bullcrap every time. So that's good. What I will say, I do not understand is how anyone ever streams without. No, yeah, yeah. We talked about this off air last week. It's like, I have to stream with it. That's why, like, I only do the We Belong streams now because, like, when I stream by myself, it's. It also gives you a little anxiety because, like, when like you're not addressing an audience, it gets a little like weird because you're just sitting there like, oh, I have to talk and play this game, and it's like I, I would rather like talk have a talk show, and like that's why I, I use Twitch for talk shows, and I, I enjoy that. Like, yeah, we, we belong is like one of my favorite streams I've ever done because it's like we're just showing clips from anime and talking about diversity. Um, like, everybody comes and is like, oh, it's just an anime show. And then we, like, most of the time just talk about diversity because um, Will is very queer and I am very black. <laughs> it's like, so it, 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 it's it's great. I, I like that you describe yourself as very black. <laughs> we need to show up. People say, oh, you're not that black. It's like, my skin's dark as heck, dude. I'm black as it gets. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. 
being black is whatever I says says it is say it is because that's just what I look like. Anyways, so my streams, um, you can check me out at something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv where I do the We Belong streams with my dear friend Will. We just did like a huge episode on Pokemon and just kind of talking about its impact. It's like where it is now and just like pure nostalgia factor. So um, depending on when this comes out, you can probably still watch the recap on Twitch. And then you can check out my other podcast, the Side Characters Pod, at um, Podbean. Um, that's where we talk about diversity in nerd culture. And we're going to be coming back with a new season, season three, pretty soon. But because one of us is a PhD and the other one has a job that requires him to... Look at this. <laughs> one of us has a yeah, PhD and the other one... Well, one of us is getting a PhD and the other one of us is um, traveling a lot for work. It's very hard to find time to actually record. But soon we will be back with some awesome stuff. Anyways, that's all I got. I don't need to plug everything else because you listen to this every week. Cody, where are we going to catch them? Bye. On the flip side screen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>